What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome back to Words with KB podcast. Um, this episode is a colorism episode, and we are joined by Ricky Havoc. We have Sierra. We have we uh, prepare for landing podcast. We have Amy. You already know who Amy is, and we got of course basic logic. So y'all uh, come along and uh, join us on this one. Very interesting episode. Uh, if you know about colorism, if you don't. Uh, you're gonna get some a uh, lot of different uh, takes on it. So uh, yeah, so y'all enjoy. Let's get it. Turn it up on your radio. Get the app on your cell phone. Words with KB podcast. Real shit they be touching on. Know you mad cause I'm days long. Get your laughs while you can, dog. Words with KB podcast. Listen in on your way home. Turn it up on your radio. Get the app on your cell phone. Words with KB podcast. Real shit they be touching on. Know you mad cause I'm days long. <laughs> hey man, but uh, welcome to another episode of Words KB Podcast. In this thing, um, we got a usual suspects, the crew in the building. What's up, base? Yeah. We got our uh, re- resident therapist, Amy G. What's good? Hello. And we got some new, new, new folks. Well, some of them kind of new. Uh, you know, Ricky. If you if you if you listen to the podcast before, Ricky, tell them tell them who you are, man. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Ricky Havoc. Um, I'm an Atlanta artist. Uh, do yoga, uh, tattoo professionally, draw, paint, anything artistic is up my alley. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. All right, my bad. I was uh, clicking off some. Um, uh, Sierra, uh, uh, we, 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 man, we had some technical difficulties with, uh, Sierra's camera. So we do have, uh, the best photo she provided us. Um, no, she's going to be looking good on there. And, uh, Sierra, <laughs> uh, what's good? I know you just a little square over there. I don't, I feel bad for you. Oh, that's so sweet. How you feel bad? I'm doing all right. Um, a little bit about me. I am. Uh, a writer. I'm a purpose coach. Um, I'm a supervisor, photographer, uh, wildcat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I knew he was gonna do something like that. In I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so predictable. But uh, oh, to start this episode off. Let's uh, let's uh, give a little clap up for uh, Basic Logic Man. You know what I'm saying? He, the birthday boy. He got the birthday glow going. I see you, bro. <laughs> what you, what you, how you, how you feel, man? You, you, you a year older, man, and uh, you got any plans for this, this, this year? You mean the end of this year or next year? The year in general. You, you a year older. What's up? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm just happy to to end the year. You know, here. I mean, it's it's been a rough year for for everybody, so it's just a blessing to. To, to be uh, in a new season in my life. Um, just closing my house, so, you know, I'm uh, in a good space. Yeah, congrats, man. Congrats on that, man. Congrats. Y'all make sure y'all tell, tell Ian congrats when you see him. Uh, I know this episode might come out later, but uh, make sure y'all tell him congratulations. I don't know yes, if you announced that yet. Uh, I didn't put it on mine, but, you know, wifey put it on hers, so... It, Oh, it's announced then. What you talking yeah. about? <laughs> it's announced. <laughs> you just didn't say that. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we don't have as much time as I want. So we're going to jump into this episode. And um, I can't remember. I don't know, Sierra, you remember the in- 
inspiration. Remember, we, we were we were chatting about colorism like a couple of weeks okay. ago, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah, I think uh, it was some something that was going around uh, in, in the socials, and um, I made some posts around like, you know, um, like what's you know what has happened to you in your life around colorism? Because I don't think like a lot of people talk about colorism. I know it don't come up in my you know circles a lot. Um, so I kind of just wanted to see what you know what people' experiences were and stuff like that. And that post kind of led me to. Talk, you know, I talked to Sierra about it and, and some other things. So that's kind of where this uh, episode came came to for me. Um, uh, basic, man. When I told you, I, when did I tell you we were doing this episode? A couple of days ago. A couple of days ago. That sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> what did, did did you think about the uh, the topic or colorism when I when when I said it to you? I'm not going to lie. When you sent the message, I thought it was colonism. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) I was a little confused, but I was like, I'll find out on the show. Okay. You just didn't even, you didn't even like, like, all right, colonism. All right. I was like, cool. I I don't know. That's like new, like a a new type of gentrification. Like, Like, maybe I don't know that. I ain't been reading like I should. I was like, maybe I just don't know that word. Okay. But I was like, okay. Hey, that's Colorism. what <laughs> Okay. That's what I thought. And he might have actually spelled it like that too, because that autocorrect is a beast. Bruh, colorism yeah. is definitely in the, the text dictionary. <laughs> no, no, colonism. You read it wrong. Okay. Colorism. <laughs> Okay, well that that leads perfectly into uh, the, the the first question. I want to know uh, what is colorism to you all. Uh, uh, Amy, can you start us off? No. Okay, Ricky Sierra, it's open. You know, open house. I can start it off. I mean, I, I would say that colorism to me is the experience of within the black color culture, I would speak to that um, within the black culture, the separation of our skin tones, one being pitted against the other. Okay. I want to go around the room with this question because I know the definition may vary for some people. Uh, uh, Ricky, what's up? Um, Honestly, in a nutshell, colorism is self-hatred. You know, uh, self-depreciating. It's, uh, it is grossly more dangerous us as black people overall than is easily given credit for. Okay. That's a mouthful. Uh Sierra, what's up? Ooh, I was like, you don't don't come to me after that one. <laughs> no, 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 my bad. Let's go to basic. Cause I no. want I want to leave Sierra for last, first of all. I can't leave you last, bro. You might leave it with a sour taste in some people's mouth. Basic. <laughs> do you do I know you thought it was colonization or whatever you said, but what do you yep. think colorism is? Or do you know a color anything about colorism? Um, to me, it's just uh, just to touch what they just said. To me, it just seems like another way um, for for black people to be separated, or uh, for people of color, um, particularly black people, for us to feel you know separated and have competition within each other and think one person is better than the other. Because okay. at the end of the day everybody's black to outside. We're the only people to be like, oh, you're a light-skinned black or dark-skinned. Okay. So. Okay. I got you. I got you. Uh, Sierra, can you hit us with your uh, definition? 
Um, I would agree with everybody who has spoken. Um, I would probably say the at least the last time I checked, I guess the textual definition would be intraracial color discrimination. So not just within the black community, but all communities of color. And although we're going to have it, we experience it more from our own people. White people see color, too, and treat us differently because of those colors. And there's plenty, multiple examples in history because of that. But I liked Amy's answer. And I really like how Ricky brought in that self-hatred because that's I feel like it's just a combination of that. And then what Ian said with another way for us to be divided against each other. I'm going to alter that slightly because we didn't create colorism, but it was pitted against us. And now we just use it, sadly. Mm. That's it, man. All the snaps to all y'all. All y'all had to uh, get a hundred um, on that first quiz, and we just did there. <laughs> but uh, uh, but Sierra, uh, on that, no, that was a good definition. Um, like when when did you first realize that colorism was a thing? In terms of the word college, mm. but once I realized what it was, I realized I always knew what it was. Um, but I didn't know that there was a word to define it until right. college, maybe junior year of college. And I didn't even notice. I, I, I thought this was like one of those new things that people made up. Like it's something that's always been around, even the term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's crazy. Um, uh, Ricky, you, do you do you remember your first experience? You're, you're our uh, and you're our rep here for the uh, light skinned black <laughs> folks. So, uh, what's uh, when is your first time uh, learning about colorism? Colorism, even before you knew the term. Uh, elementary school. Mm. I can remember kids, uh, you know, like not asking me but telling me that I was mixed because mm. I was light skinned and I'm like, I can remember being upset, like you know, no, like I'm I'm fucking black, right. and then irony is like you fast forward now to uh me at 34 and having done dna tests and everything and 43 percent nigerian and 81 percent african overall yeah you know and i it's weird because talking to my cousins now because we've done this genealogy stuff and family tree stuff you know my second great grandmother on my mom's side was a slave you know Mm. and she had 10 kids with one of her owner's sons I literally bear the scars of slavery. Right. Damn. And that's where the light skin comes from. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, I would look at you and think like he was missed with something too, but yeah. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm fucking black. <laughs> <laughs> Blackity black. That's what I like. Blackity black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ian? Um, I, I think this is the first time I'm actually kind of, thinking about it kind of in more in depth, but definitely at a younger age, um, especially, you know, I think most of us um, grew up, you know, were born in the eighties, you know, grew up in the nineties. And I think that's when the, the, the lights and dark skin war was at its, its height, you know, mm. where it was like, you know, girls would automatically call and guys too would automatically call somebody who was of lighter complexion that had lighter eyes or any type of lighter they were automatic, automatically cute or attractive. And you was you kind of thought back like, what's wrong with my skin? Like you didn't really know what was going on, but it just kind of made you feel 
a different way. Like it was always said that, oh, their hair was better than yours. And I was just like, mm. I got light skinned cousins. This hair is, you know, nappier and coarser than mine. Right. I, don't, I don't think it, it matters your, your right. complexion. Right. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's still as I age and like R- Ricky said, just try to do genealogy things as well, because I did um, DNA testing through African ancestry to try to get closer to my African roots and then figuring out that I have no African ties, that it's um, mainly Spanish and, and Portuguese on my father's mm. side. Not uh, yes and no. If yeah, we can. But bro, you black. You yeah, black. I. I'm black. I'm I'm black in I guess c- complexion, but to to not be able to know what my my African side was was kind of crazy because I have a type of feeling for you know Europeans in general, and to mm. f- to find out that Europeans are could potentially be my ancestors is is like whoa. Because especially if you're dark skin, you don't really think of it that way. If you're lighter skin, like Ricky said, you kind of grow up kind of knowing that okay, I might be mixed, you know. Well, um, your average African American is about seventy five percent African and about twenty five percent other. So mm-hmm. that's where that comes from. The Y chromosome that they trace that back with just means that from your dad to his dad to his dad, eventually there was some white guy who probably most likely forcibly had sex with a black woman. But that doesn't necessarily mean it. Just it just follows that particular path. But overall, if you were to like do like ancestry or something like that the bulk of you is most mm. likely African, you okay. know? Never okay. let that deter you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he was uh, questioning that. I don't think you were, right? You good, bro? No, I mean... I'm just it, checking. It, I'm just checking. I was just, just, yes yeah, no, nah, okay. it, it definitely not that, but it, like I said, it's you You try to find, because we, we don't have many ties, you know, so I you, got you. you try to find that tie, and when you're not able to find it, it is a little bit disheartening. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, bro. Um, Amy, uh, what about you? When's it, when's the first time you experienced colorism? Um, coincidentally, I think that we all are thinking or being introduced to our color of skin in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sitting here kind of listening to everybody. I'm thinking there's something that is passed down and, and it just doesn't stop until someone just kind of introduces to introduces it to you in your home but for me it was in elementary school mm-hmm. and I distinctly remember a darker skin male calling me black oh wow and so I was like well dude we are both of the same complexion but that really took a toll on me because my hair is very coarse, very mm. thick. I was not, um, I didn't have a perm. My hair wasn't perm, so mm. I didn't necessarily adopt um, the uh, European way of what beauty would look like. Mm. Um, and it took a lot to kind of pull me out of that space because of my friends, except for one. But of my friends, I was the darker skinned person mm. um, at that time. I would say at that time. And I think that there's other things that played into that, but right. it definitely was an introduction there. Um, and I would say it would, it would take about until being an adult to really kind of um, shed 
the impact of that and right. to keep and to not adopt it again. Right. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. And um yeah, that's like yeah, I think a lot of people like they like like Sierra said, like we we're learning about the term now, but we've all experienced it probably in, you know, in elementary school or something early. And it's always something super, you know, it's something that we don't really realize as, as it happens. So it's uh it's kind of crazy how how it happens. But like at the beginning, a lot of your definitions had the you know the context of race. Um, what do you think like the differences or the cross section between racism and colorism? Who are we starting with? Anybody? Right, just anybody jump in. Not bad. Whoever, I ain't seen no hands up. So shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, we were doing roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whoever want to jump in on this one, next time I'm calling names. Um, the cross section between it both originated from white people. I would say, even though both originated from white people, it's racism, obviously, is not perpetuated within our own community. Mm. Not really. Colorism is what's perpetuated within our own community, even though we didn't create it. Mm. That cross-section comes from the privileged side, light skin being toted as the privileged side. The closer you are to white skin, the mm. more privileges you attain. Mm. That's where that cross-section comes in. And the, I was going to say attributes, but the stereotypes that are ascribed to either side because of a skin tone. Again, associating it closer to if you're closer to white, then you have those stereotypical assumptions that would be closer to white or right. And y'all can't see me, but I'm putting air quotes because. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, tell us that. Right, exactly. What Amy just did that part, you know, with full sarcasm because no. <laughs> And then, of course, the further you are from white skin, there, of course, are those stereo stereotypes attributed to that, which are usually negative. All wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that, man. Anybody got any, any other comments on, they want to add on that? <coughs> um, that pretty much sums that up. Mm. Yeah. So, so, and someone mentioned the good hair piece of it. Like, mm -hmm. is. Is that the same as colorism or is that more race or like is good it's, hair and colorism the same or? I would call them cousins in a way. Um, That's a good word. I, I like yeah. that. Right? Yeah. Th thank you. It's, okay. um, it's, it's not the exact, the exact same thing, but it's definitely in the same vein because when people say good hair, most times they're probably going to think of somebody with lighter skin, mm. even though I've met plenty of people with, very dark skin who have like good hair. And I hate to even say that. Yeah, word yeah, yeah. It, so just say a looser coil pattern. Yeah. Yeah, like, because good hair is technically healthy hair. If you take care of your fucking hair, it's good hair, you know. But, you know, yes, like, you know, Sierra said, uh, loosely coiled hair or, you know, whatever. You don't need air quotes for that, Ricky. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's real. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, they, could, they police now? Wow. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's that's what that is. And uh, that's just as damaging as well. Mm. Yeah. You really think about it when you think about all these things, they are extreme. Imagine if we didn't have colorism and hair issues within our community 
what that would do for your mentality, for your self-confidence, for your drive as a person, you know, Mm. we'd be much further along Mm. as individuals and thus collectively if we didn't have these issues, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. If we talk about a cousin, I think that if you think about all the beautiful features of a black person or a person of color, but I just know me, is in some point, um, it is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whether it's our butts, our hips, our mm-hmm. men, health, if, if there's a body feature there. The attributes, yeah. Or nose or lips or whatever the, our features are, at some point there is something that is pinpointing it to say, no, that's ugly. And no, compare that to your peer. And make sure that you hate your the way that you look and you need to go for this look that is a standard of beauty, acceptance, success, whatever that is. I just mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of cousins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like uh, all of the things that like how misogyny and all of these type of things, like those type of people feed on all of these type of isms, you know, where they can, you know, Feel like they're better than somebody and you know make somebody else feel um inferior um but i hear like most of the most of the colorism i hear is mostly coming from like as far as sexes coming from the females um do y'all feel like there are way more colorism issues well yeah do y'all feel like it's a difference or you know one is prevalent over the other Colorism in men and, and females. Yeah, I, I I don't believe so. Mm. Of course not. You're the man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, because I would say yes and no. I think it looks different, and it sounds yeah. which it, which it does. I think that when it for my experiences when it comes to males, without having knowledge of beauty in general, they right. tend to geared towards a lighter skinned woman. Mm. Mm. Now okay. that's been my experience, not that that is wrong. Okay. But that has been my experience that that is the gear. Mm-hmm. Now it's within women. I think there is that if I stand next to uh, a peer of a woman and she is of lighter skin, I think that can cause insecurity. Not, I think from past experience within myself, but then I think that can also be the story of other people. And I mm. think vice versa, it depending on just kind of what you find through and what you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, basic, did you have something to say? I, I did want to hear from your, uh, you know, the dark skinned males out there. I, I would say, I think with far as with the as far as like difference, a, I would say with, um, well, not the difference, you know, like, yeah, like how do you feel? Where you feel like it's it's more prevalent? I feel like it's more of like a a confidence thing because I feel like us as I know me as males, like we more doing it kind of in a, a jokingly manner, where it's like, oh, you light skin, you this, oh, you dark skin, you this, like almost like joking, but it's kind of like it is what it is, so it's kind of more acceptable. And from on the outside, when I see it with women, it's it's a lot more like it seems like deeper and it's 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 more rooted um, and it, it could be more hurtful. Mm. Um, and I guess we it's 
it's kind of hard to explain because like I said, I, I'm not a, I'm not a lady. I can just say with me, it's more of a, like, ah, I'm dark skinned. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not light skinned with light eyes. Like it is what it is. I, I have my good features that I'm okay with. And, uh, I, I don't, and I say Ricky would probably say the same thing. It's like, you're used to the jokes and it kind of just, it is what it is. I don't think I really take it like personal, you know, mm. even though Ricky does he's <laughs> a little bit different, but I say for the most part, it's just like, you know, it's not anything that like you would like go in the corner and cry about. Mm. That's interesting. Ricky, what's up? Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, he had to change his, yeah, he had to change the angle right there. Like, he done put the Ricky, pad out and everything. We need, to the, <laughs> we need to put the PSA out there. Ricky is like like I'm light skinned, but I'm I'm like the captain of light skin. I do light skin stuff, but don't call me light skin. You know. That's a light skin statement. Yeah. I feel like Ricky don't think any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, go, Rick, Ricky go take ahead, a bro. selfie. Ricky take a selfie every day, butt naked, doing yoga, very light skin. That's his profession. No, like, I'm just, like, what else is he supposed to do? <laughs> go ahead, bro. My bad. We jumped in. Anywho, um, <laughs> that even even that right there is stereotypical of colorism in and of itself. The way Drake is treated, for instance, especially when he first came out, extremely stereotypical. Like, as, as a black male, honestly, uh, you are disrespected a lot from your own people. Um, and a lot of people think that, like, oh, well, you being light-skinned means that, like, you can get into different spaces. You'll get that job and this and that kind of thing. Like, you might get the job, but essentially... You got the job because they'll classify you as the pet, you know, so you'll get in that space. But you got in because you're black, but you're not that black. So you meet the quota, but you're not a threat. And thus, we can sit here and say fucked up shit to you about black people as though you're not black. But if you make a big fuss over it, well, now we got to fire you because you just don't fit the mold or this and that kind of thing. Mm. And then you go back to your space with your people where you should be safe. But then your people look down at you because you're not black enough. Yeah. It's never really said, but it's 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 said through uh, through actions, yeah. through the things that they wouldn't say to someone darker, but they'll say it to you because you're seen as weaker, mm. you know. And so you put them hands up, you know, which <laughs> is something that happens. It happens a lot, like, like with males. A lot of times you have to fight, you have to be aggressive because your peers will try to walk over you. Mm. They'll try to destroy you. Your own people will try to destroy you. Mm. And like that's fucked up. I've seen it through elementary school, middle yeah. and high school, times in college, at Fort Valley, you know? Mm. Damn. It's shitty. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't think about the pressure, you know, uh darker skinned people might put on light people because, you know, yeah, I just never thought about that. But they, you know, they're hurting, so they're trying to hurt you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. It's just a cycle. Now, I will say this. Being dark-skinned around white people, it has a potential to get you killed. Yeah, we, so we, that, we, can, we that, that can't be ignored. You know, so whereas, like, being light-skinned, you might get beat up. Being dark-skinned, you might get killed. So th- that can't be ignored. We, we both face our own pressures uh, due to our skin in different ways that will affect our lives, you know? 
And I wish people would see that because just because I'm light skinned does not mean that I'm okay around white people. I'm not. Yeah, and I do think that light skinned people fit in easier with with white people. They just like like you said, they just feel less threatened. They they feel less threatened by light skinned people. You come in, you dark skinned, you know, especially you got some size on you. They like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They scared. I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah. what the fuck, my nigga? I'm just eating good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they scared, ready to like, oh, I need to call the police on this guy. If he if he gets, you know, if he raises his voice, or oh, I need to call yeah. the police. It's like shit, man. So damn. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely say on the the flip side, because I I could say, you know, from knowing Ricky and Sierra, y'all are, you know, of the lighter melanin side, but y'all are both pro, y'all are both unique, but still pro-black. They 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 won't light skins, bro. Yeah, we do have to, (laughs) we do have to, you know, mention the folks of, you know, lighter complexions who don't want to be associated with black people at all. And use their light light skinness, quote unquote, to be like to talk junk about the darker skinned person mm. or of black people. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why they act like that. Like, that's not me. Like, you know, to fit in on there because that happens a lot too. Mm. And that's where and everybody has those negative interactions at least once or twice. Yeah, that makes them, you know, go with dark skinned people or go with black people while the uh, the whole time, you know. White people are looking back like we don't give a fuck about none of these niggas, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, there <laughs> are people, there are people that take advantage of colorism. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people that take advantage of all isms. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be somebody looking at it and say, "What can I get out of colorism?" So if somebody feel like they can make their life better, then people gonna do that shit. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's what that's where we are with people. So, so that, that's true. I have a. What this was talking about, do you think that um, of being, and maybe we can get an answer for it, but of being of a lighter skin tone and being closer to that white side and adopting and saying and, and pushing away the fact that you are black, you're still black, but just kind of trying to separate yourself, is that unconsciously trying to survive and not go through what we as us as people that claim all of our blackness, mm. is that a way that unconsciously they're trying to survive in the world and live and make room for whatever it is that they're trying to do? I hope the question is coming out correctly because it's just coming it to mind, mm. Yeah. yeah see, see, Sierra, what you think about that? I think that it is unconsciously. I do think there are some individuals of the light, lighter persuasion who they're not trying to survive, but yeah, we ascribe to the fact that even though we were never slaves, we still bear the historical pain of our ancestors. Historically speaking, there were lighter skinned blacks who just completely disassociated themselves with blackness and could pass, but they did it out of survival because back then, if you were seen as black, you lost privileges, you lost rights, you, sometimes you lost your life. So I think that mentality does carry down through generations. And I do think that for some of them unconsciously, um, it's a survival mode, which just makes it even sadder. Mm. I I have something to say about that too, um, because I do agree with Sierra. And historically, it's very accurate. Um, I have my own ancestors who apparently were 
white passing. And a few of them did, I think, kind of live their lives within that space. I actually heard a story. I can't remember who it was. It might've been one of my clients. Uh, apparently, um, I think they had a person in their family who was very white passing. And so what this person did was a woman. She lived her life as a white woman, got married to a white man. The problem is that when, when they procreated, that baby came out brown. Enough so, so that, you know, it was noticeable to this man, like, you know, oh, this is a, uh, this is not a white child. Mm. And that didn't end well for her, mm. you know, so you can try to hide it all you want, but, um, yeah, they don't right. Right. No. Mm. you can't, you can't hide who you are. Damn. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's deep, man. But it's, it's definitely something that I think people use, some people use to, uh, to further themselves, you know, yeah. and that that's, that's really saddening and disheartening to me because like, if I woke up white, I would be fucking terrified. Like, no, 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 no. Well, <laughs> what, what, what was the, uh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> what was a good, episode, uh, I meant, uh, a good example of that was, uh, the, what's the show? Uh, Lovecraft country. Lovecraft country. When, uh, yes. <laughs> who, who know the character names now? Um, Ruby. Her name was Ruby. Ruby. Uh, yes. Ru- Ruby was, uh, you know, took the <laughs> potion or whatever, and she changed into a white woman. You know what I'm saying? She was enjoying that. Full alert. You know, she enjoyed that freedom <laughs> that she got as a white woman, you know? So, yeah. And, and kept it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Lovecraft country. Um, uh, yeah, so I want to switch up gears a little bit. Um, Still colorism. I want to talk colorism and love relationships. So I want to know: Have you experienced colorism in your relations, in relationships, or dating, or that whole whole cycle there? Um, uh, who who wants to start here? Sierra. Oh, I'm up here trying to think. <laughs> um. So when I think of the word colorism, I think of of in terms of in love. I think like it's somebody either exclusively dating me because I'm light skinned and that's all they date, in which case, yes, that's happened, or did not want to date me because they don't date light skinned people, mm. which yes, that's happened too. Oh wow. Or um I guess ascribed personality traits to me because I'm light skinned. And when I did not always mm. meet those attributes. I meet some. I don't meet all. Um, did it cause friction? That has never happened. Mm. Um, but I do know I've been picked because I'm like, I do know I've been looked over because I'm like, <clears throat> mm. preference is preference. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's when that preference has been, I will say, I don't like it when people say they exclusively date one color That's and crazy. then um, demonize the other color. That's crazy. Like, oh, I only date light skinned girls because dark skinned girls insert five negative negative stereotypes like i'm not fucking with that person because mm. no no my mother's dark skin so i'm not no we ain't we ain't gonna go down that road right and then vice versa i can't you know hang with somebody who or even a woman who says oh i only date dark skin dudes because light skin dudes blah 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 no mm. sorry okay can't do that you can have a preference but don't demonize the other side of it mm. just have your preference and be content with it okay yeah amy were you about to say something yeah, 
Well, first of all, I intently watch this Scrabble S while she's talking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's kind of soothing, though. That, hey, that S be talking some real shit. It's light skin, so you're like, that's you. That's you. And it moves. Uh, <laughs> weird. The first one and the second one, both I have experienced as well. Like I don't date dark skin girls, or or um, you know, or I only date light skin gals, women. But what came to mind was, um, as it pertains to love and just interest and showing interest, is when someone comes up to me and say, "You are, you are attractive for a dark skin girl." I hate that shit. Uh, we, we all heard niggas say that. And I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm thinking about it. So when she was talking, I was mm. like, this I'm upset about this thing because it pisses me off. But, and that was definitely earlier on that I will always recognize and I will always hear that. Um, and that is a big frustration. But then also in general, just to kind of feedback off us here more is um, I began to question, okay, is dark skin bad? Being mm-hmm. a dark skin that bad? Like, does that mean love does not exist or love does not exist between me and another and someone of a lighter skin tone? Like, does, is that not supposed to happen? Um, and it is kind of, of course, over time, just kind of um, elevating my understanding and just kind of uh, educating myself. But and having to be more confident about me because people will have preferences and that's okay. But to what Sierra is saying, it's like when you demonize the other side, it's kind of mm. like, okay, so what, what's really going on with you? Mm. Because that transfers to me as you communicate to me and you bring your energy to me. And I take a second guess, like, okay, so am I going to be the only one within my friend group that doesn't, um, that isn't shown an interest because, like I said, most of my friends, um, closest friends, um, could be of a lighter skin tone. Mm. I think I, I would like to say that, if I remember correctly, I was the darkest one of everyone. Mm. Of all and so that stood out to me, right. especially when it's like, you know, we all go out to the mall and we see who you can, who gets picked up and talked to and all those things. I just, my mind just kind of goes back to that, but it just isn't the, um, Early on, it just wasn't the best experience when it came to dating and being confident about who I was in order to present myself and not give a damn who said what about what color preference. Mm. Okay. Um, do the fel- how, do fe- how do the fellas feel about this? I want to hear y'all side too. Have y'all like sat down and thought about colorism or like as far as dating? Has it ever affected you? Um, I guess with, with me, I don't, I don't really think of it as far as like the dating thing, because to me, I've always just, if you're attractive, you're attractive, no matter dark, light and brown. Um, I, I would say, I think a lot of people's preferences because people, we have to remember how much people are influenced by media, you know, television, movies. Um, and we have to think about, you know, when we were, I take it back to when we were younger who was who was considered, you know, very attractive or, or beautiful. It was, you know, these actors and actresses that were of, you know, 
like, you know, Halle Berry was always looked at as being the most beautiful woman, you know, in the world. Um, and I feel like now, you know, you start you start seeing, you know, people that look like you on TV, you know, wh whether you're light skin, dark skin, but you can see someone who is attractive um, and that looks like you and that's put in the front now. This person is attractive now. Um, so I feel like you, I've started to see that a lot more and it gives a lot of people a lot more confidence because everybody has thought that in their head, like, oh, you, you know, we've all assumed just because that person is lighter skinned that they're attractive or that they're, they're cute or, you know, when we see the pretty quote unquote dark skinned girl, we're like, still like, oh, wow, you know, and everybody has their fetishes, but I, I really think it comes from you know, media and, and what people put out there that what the world puts out that what they feel like is attractive. Mm. Okay, Ricky, what's up, man? Um, I personally, like, in terms of what I like, I've never been one to just say, oh, well, I'm going for her because she's light or I'm going for her because she's dark because to me, like, if if you look great, you look great. Now, I'll say that I will go for a black woman. Like if it's a bunch of women in the room, I'm going to look for a black woman, like exclusively just because black women are my preference as a black man, you know, doesn't make, you know, whoever over there, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for them. Yeah. I'm looking for a woman, you know? Um, but like my list is like Lupita, Tracy Ellis Ross, Serena, SZA, you know, and you got several different tones there. So, Tonality doesn't matter to me. Now, in terms of what I've dealt with, I've had women tell me to stop acting light-skinned. I've had women tell me that, like, oh, well, you know... And what does that statement really mean to you? Like, what is that? <clears throat> stop acting light-skinned is not... <laughs> that's not a positive thing. That's, you know, a whole, well, basically... Uh, it's, it's almost akin to saying, like, stop acting like a bitch, in a way. Mm. Mm. You know, because it's like, you know, oh, you be you acting light skin. Think about that. Whenever you hear, you know, you acting light skin, it's in the midst of you maybe expressing yourself in some type of way mm. or doing something that would be seen as maybe less manly and stuff okay. like that. Like a weak, or, they're associating with a weak person. Pretty yeah. Much. Okay, yeah. Acting okay. light skin is associated with weakness. You know, uh, Drake put in a song, you know, say I'm acting light skin, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm. uh, so. Huh? And this is just kind of curiosity because I, as you talk about it, but do you, we know where that association came from? Like New Jack City? <laughs> it's because lighter skin is also associated with femininity. And of course, females are considered weaker of the two sexes. Also wrong. Um, but that's a whole other episode. Right. And so I think that that's also part when it's ascribed into men then that's where that weakness comes from because then it's associated with femininity. Going back to what Ricky said, it's usually said to light-skinned men when they're doing something emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Men aren't supposed to express emotion. God yeah. forbid. So. Yeah, and, and, this, it, it, and even though it's not necessarily directly correlated to this conversation, that feeds almost directly into toxic masculinity because now, in order for you to be seen as a masculine individual, you got to be like overly aggressive and fucked up with a woman no. to make sure that you're not acting light skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see how see how bad that is. Like that's that's not a good thing. Like one dirty ass hand washes the other. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, and another piece 
kind of how I saw like like light skinned men. I guess from coming from a dark skin guy, I always thought like I would always see like dark skinned men doing like hard labor jobs and stuff like that. I never really saw light skinned men doing any hard labor, so I was like, they always get the best jobs, the weaker jobs, like not weaker, but you know, it's not like it's not strong Cushion. job. You're not like lifting nothing or something like that, you know. And yeah. I was like, oh, they they're not as strong, so they have to do the. You know, they got to do the typing and all kind of those type of jobs. And but it's really companies hire light skinned people more, you know, and, and that that's what really what that was. But I just felt like that's why that when I was a kid, that's what I thought. I was like, then all the dark skinned niggas doing all the labor. You know what I'm saying? Perfect, Perfect example for you. Uh, there's because I know you've seen numerous posts on Facebook and stuff like how light skinned men get out of bed, how light skinned men brush yeah, their teeth. Yeah, it's a, whole, it's like, it's a some, whole movement, bro. Y'all doing yeah, it's, good. It's like, some, it's like some fucking picture of Prince and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, bro, Prince was a fucking <laughs> man, bro. I don't know why they be on Prince like that. Hey, Prince was the man, though. You know, like Prince was, he, he was <laughs> bro, that dude, right? Talk, talk to your mama about Prince, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my mama about Prince. I wish I did. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I get. It. I mean, I get it. You know, it's 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 like a, like uh, y'all already mentioned the media and like how it just it really fucks with our head on like what what the definition of something is. Like that that's what we struggle with. Like as many as as influences that we have now, it's like unlimited. Like the un, the internet is a place where I can find a safe space for me, and whoever that safe space is, they can push messages to my brain. So like us defining what beauty is, like. That's a real statement. I think it like affects men more because we're not like really associated with beauty and like, you know, and, and a lot of colorism. Uh, well, I guess most of the, the you know, surface level colorism is, you know, skin tones. So yeah. and we're not we don't look to be, you know, we're, we're just not judged by beauty often. You know what I'm saying? So and women are. So I think that's why that's another reason why it's so stronger on their side than ours. Yeah. I would say it's louder. That is, this kind of goes back to something Amy mentioned a few questions back, where I really, I really liked her perspective. I would say, let's say colorism is equal for men and women, but it's louder for women, mm. if only because, like you said, Kelvin, women are held to this ridiculous, unrealistic standard of beauty. Mm. Whereas with men, it centers more on strength for y'all, like physical strength. Yeah. Yes. And you don't necessarily, I mean, you can see that, but you don't necessarily have to see that in media in order to carry it out. You know, y'all's representation in media is different from women. So that's why I think ours is louder as opposed to with men. Um, but I would say that, I, I would say that, that colorism is there equally. You just hear about one more often. Right. The same way that you hear about women. And the things that go on between women louder than you hear about men. Mm. You know? I, I, women I, would be a stronger selling point, I, I suppose. I want to agree with you there. but And I will say this. Men will definitely stand on the shoulders of others to make themselves feel tall in the presence of a woman that they deem attractive. Come and on. typically, uh, that has been them standing on the shoulders of me because I'm typically the lightest person in the room. And wait. seen as the weakest. Wait, wait, no, nah, you gotta make that clearer for me. I don't get it. So, okay, let's for instance, let's say, um, let's say we don't know Amy. It's me, Bet. you, Ian in a room, Bet. and we're all just sitting around. 
everybody wants Amy because Amy is hot. Mm. Like Amy, yes, you're very pretty, you know. But like, you know, like everybody's just ooh, right, Amy's right, over there. Right. Like, you know, I want to do what I can to impress her. So what do you do? You try to make it a lot of guys. If you notice, just look at the room. A lot of guys will try to uh, make themselves more dynamic, more powerful, mm. and at the same time, minimize the other men in the room. Mm. And the easiest way to do that is for a lot of men to target the one who they see, uh, who they might see as the weakest. And a lot of times, it's going to be the light skinned guys. Mm. That's interesting because I would think. Well, as far as, you know, I guess that's a different example, like on the, you know, how men are affected and other men. But like, as far as like getting girls and like dating, like, I feel like y'all are more on the stronger side growing up. I know that's changing now, but I feel like y'all are on the stronger side because y'all were a little more exotic. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know sometimes I would throw cornbread in there and like go on in there. Let's see what the room looking like. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's our light skinned homeboy. You know what I'm saying? I throw him in there. He light skinned with dreads. You throw him in there. I said, this back in the day. This like, this like, you know, five plus years ago. You took me back because when you said cornbread, I was hey, like, who throw, damn, hey, you he throw him in there. Just, hey, hey. Dang. I haven't heard that name. Hey, girl, girl, <laughs> hey girls like the exotic nigga, and we was like a group. All of us were dark skinned. Like, it was, we didn't hang around no light skinned dudes. So, AD. And, and cornbread, you know what I'm saying? So we like, just throw them in there, let's see what's in there, you know what I'm saying? Because no, girls like light-skinned dude. I, I would, and Kelvin, I can definitely, and I, Ricky, I think it's really just kind of the, the people that you were kind of around, you know, where maybe you, while you experienced it a, a little bit more, because I know you hung out around me and Reggie a lot, but me, well, going back home, like I hung out with, you know, my cousin AD who was, you know, Light skinned uh, president, <laughs> and, and, a, and another uh, dude who was Glenn, who was you know brown skinned but still pretty boy, had the the long hair and all this stuff like that. And I would be, we would be walking in the malls, and girls would always be like, "Oh, who's the light skinned dude? Or who's the one with the you know um, with the long hair?" And I always had to be like extra because it was like I have to, you know make sure I draw like Ricky, like Ricky was saying how to draw attention, but it was right, never is that too. where the basicness started. Like, that, <laughs> I, mean, he's like I gotta do something. Wow. I'm gonna be I super basic. I mean, you, you always, <laughs> <laughs> bro, y'all, y'all gotta, you gotta hear, you gotta hear Ian walk up to somebody and what he says, like, you like, bro, you about to get slapped. <laughs> and he don't. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but every everybody goes into their their own comfort zone. Um, I I would just say, you know, we we definitely gotta gotta do better because we never know how things are uh, uh, affecting people. Yep. Yeah, I think that's an interesting. I've, it, I, as I sit here and see, I don't know about you, but just kind of looking at how it impacts the male gender is so interesting because, um. For the example that Ricky just gave, that is, I thought about, okay, so I, I like watching the Animal Kingdom. Uh, Girl, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. What animal is the light-skinned animal? Is that like the white, the white one or white? Animal? I'm just talking about animals in general. When they are, when oh, women okay. are and the men are looking for uh-huh. that, following that scent, it, yep. they outcast that, that weaker one. And 
Well, if you think about peacocks. Peacocks. Girl, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking about when Ricky was talking. <laughs> you need a picture for you, Sierra. <laughs> you know, thinking about like a peacock, like a peacock, they spread their feathers and shake and that is their, that's mating call. Mm. And so Ricky was talking, what I was processing was as what you saw possibly was the darker skinned men creating this big feather presentation to outshine the lighter skin man in the room. But then again, Ian saying, well, no, because we thought your feathers looked better than ours anyway. So, <laughs> you, mean, you know, so it, it was just, that's just interesting yeah. to me. And Ian, you were saying how like, you know, you feel like it might've been, uh, you know, some of the people I was around, and this and that kind of thing. And luckily, you know what? Uh, and y'all might not realize me and Ian were roommates freshman year. And like, you know, him and his crew, like they really embraced me. And I always love Ian for that. You know, so just put that out there, first of all, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I mean, yeah. like a lot of that shit happened everywhere from Boyd Hall to the damn student center, too. You know, mm-hmm. we talking college days. So like, you know, niggas ain't kids no more and stuff like that. And it's like, but you're still doing things that are you know, destructive in nature to your own people. And you don't realize it. Right. But then you also don't realize how young 19 and 20 year olds are until you're in your 30s anyway. So there's also that. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to move on, uh, uh, switch up, man. A couple more topics, man. I hope y'all can hang on for a little bit longer. Uh, so I want to talk about colorism and work. You know, your Ooh. jobs. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. These all could be separate <laughs> podcast topics, but we, we're going to shorten it and make it, you know, th- we're going to make it work. But this definitely so going to be a part one and part two. Bring out work. I mean, it's there. You know what I'm saying? That's the system. You know what I'm saying? We're going to work. We're going to policing. We talk going, we talking about it in the in the system. You know what I'm saying? I want to get all this stuff in there, too. Um, But so have y'all experienced colorism in work? Every personally? day. <laughs> Fuck it. <yeah. laughs> Every day. Um, yeah. I would say for me every day, not again, I, I do recognize as a light skinned person that I am on the privileged side. Mm-hmm. So I experience it because at present, my colleague is dark skinned. So I recognize that it, it happens every day by how our boss treats us. He doesn't treat her terribly, but he treats her differently. And she and I have had multiple conversations, probably one of the first conversations we had about colorism. In fact, when I first got at my current job, I called my mom and I said, Mama, oh Lord, we're gonna have colorism at my job. I already mm, know. Dang. I can already see it. I have dang. a male box and it's two people. The rest of his management team is me and another woman. We're both capable, but we are on opposite ends of the spectrum and I already see where it's going. And it mm. happens every day. Dang. We're cool, but he treats us different. What about y'all? Yeah. Anybody else uh, experience colorism at work? Yeah. Uh, I I don't I, I don't think particularly colorism is as much as you know definitely some. I guess I I need to probably figure out what's the difference between like colorism and prejudice because to me colorism is between in my head I think of colorism between uh, you know black people I I haven't really experience the colorism of a you know from a white person like treating someone who was lighter skinned you know you know um, it's it's funny you say that man like that's my experience like i haven't mm-hmm. it happened it hasn't happened i don't think it has happened to me but mm-hmm. i feel like i've seen like lighter skinned <laughs> indian people cuz you know i'm in the tech industry so it's a lot mm-hmm. of indians 
I've seen lighter skinned Indian people progress faster and move up farther than darker skinned Indian people. That's not surprising at all. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially yeah. especially with Indians, that's not surprising at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean that's that's not that's yeah, that's all around. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, I saw like this post about like Latinas like and like Latino actors, and I was just like mm-hmm. why haven't I seen anybody my color speak Spanish on TV? <laughs> like there's a reason. There's a reason because for that. Colorado you, you is worse in other races. Yeah, yeah, their whole country is a people that look like me, but everybody who looks like me to speak Spanish, what you think they're all Dominican. You would be surprised to see somebody Ricky's color who said they was, you know, you would be like, oh, you speak Spanish? You must be Puerto Rican. And they're like, no, I'm Dominican. And it's just like, we're the only ones that kind of really think like that. So bro, I didn't know that till late in the game. Bro. I won't say when, but I didn't know that they were like, People our complexion and other countries. Yeah, that's their whole country. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> it's out of there. Colombia is full of dark skinned people nope. who, who identify who identify mm-hmm. as being black mm-hmm. as well. You know? Like there's a lot of uh Caribbean people who are dark skinned who proudly embrace their dark skin. But because we only see what the media is gonna show us. You know, you're probably not going to see it or hear about it too, too often, unfortunately. I mean, perfect example is um, Haiti Haiti and DR, like basically the same country, but we're just colonized by two different Europeans, one by the French, one by the Spanish. Yep. And it's a beef. And it's like y'all are the same people, basically, (laughs) you know, man, that shit got to the point with them that like the Haitians were killing anyone who did not look African. You could have been mixed. You could have been a lighter toned African, but because of the brutality that they suffered at the hands of the French, they were murdering scores of people. And the Dominicans did the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. Like that, that island, Hispaniola has a really a rich history, but a really terrible one at the same time. Yeah. 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 This is crazy. But let's talk a little bit about uh, like how, how red handling this, you know, in America, in the system and policing, and how is, how does colorism play for that? I know, you know, uh, especially this year with George Floyd and uh, all the all Breonna Taylor and all those killings. Um, you know, what do you think? Uh, how about policing and the system? Like, what do you think about uh, how colorism affects those uh, those systems? I think it definitely. Well, go ahead. I was going to say. I- I wouldn't be able to even say that I think that they care about the difference. Mm. But okay, I got you. I think there is a difference. Mm. Um, it's it's not spoken as widely, but it's kind of what I said earlier. Like, whereas if I get stopped by a cop, you know, I've dealt with rude ass cops and stuff like that before, and I have to make sure that you know. I move slowly. I'm still a black dude with tattoos, you know, but if I were dark skin, it would be a much dire situation, a much more dire situation. And I know that for a fact, you know, so it it goes into having to be cognizant of the fact that if you're dark around cops, your life is literally in danger. Mine is in danger, but you know, uh, KB is going to be in more danger 
upfront immediately, then I will be, mm. you know? Mm. So if we're in the same room together, I would have to like <clears throat> throw myself in front of KB as a shield to make sure that, you know, he's going to be okay. Yeah. I would, I would definitely um, agree with that. Like me as being a, a, a darker skin male, you know, above six foot, you know, I, I, and I don't consider myself a big dude at all, but to the run-ins that I've had with um, people of law enforcement, it's, it's, I'm always looked at, you know, as I'm the aggressor, even though I'm far from being, you know, a, a mean or aggressive person, but because I'm big and black, I know that if the officer views me as any type of threat that, you know, I could be murdered uh, a lot more quicker than someone who, because just like Sierra was saying how, you know, lighter skin looks more or looks more quote unquote feminine. I, I feel as, I feel as though the, you know, people that are in, in law enforcement will look at that too. And I, I talked to officers that are, are black and Kelvin as I think you can remember two conversations we've had, you know, um, about when you, when you think about the, the black men that have been killed by the police, these are big black dudes, quote unquote. You know, when you look at how big George Floyd was, um, you know, uh, shoot, I, I can't think of it. It was Michael. Um, Eric Garner. Michael Brown. They always said, oh, it was this giant, you know, these were bigger black men, you know, who, you know, even, you know, the dude who was killed in Atlanta. Um, you know, who was bigger and, and, you know, was able to fend off the police. You know, he was a bigger dude and he was dark skinned and they killed him in the street. Like, so I definitely I don't feel like as though they the police will care for a lighter skinned black person more like, oh, I'm gonna treat him better. But definitely if you're big and black, like Ricky was saying, it's definitely a bigger target on your back. Mm. Um, <clears throat> do the women have anything to add here? I agree with I agree with what was said. I think the perception is different. Um, I understand exactly what Amy was saying, which is I do think that there's a concept in, in white people's minds. You know, they're black, so they're over there. But I do think that when your skin is darker, the perception is is different. I mean, I've I've seen it. I'm kind of going back to something Ricky said. I've been in the room when white people are having conversation, and you just kind of turn your head like. Do you not see me sitting here? Mm, um, exactly. This shit is not appropriate. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. So the perception is is different. Mm. It's different. But mind you, I will still get followed in the store. I definitely got followed in a damn Target one morning. And I'm thinking to myself, this white bitch don't goddamn get the fuck away from me. Like, mm. you know, it's it's just it's one of those things because it's, it's infuriating because it's like, okay, this is really happening. It's 9 a.m. and this is really happening. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. All right, um, all right, we we pulling up to the end of this thing. I, I want to go around the room and um, ask you know how you feel about this, or you know just give an answer here. I want to ask why why aren't we talking about colorism more? Um, I'm gonna start with you, <laughs> Amy. Um, um, I guess what comes to mind is I think spaces it it needs to spread into other spaces, but mm-hmm. in my groups of friends it's talked about okay um, 
maybe it's because I'm where most of my friends are therapists, but I think I've always grown up in an array of different friends with skin tones. Mm. That's always a conversation. Um, but I think that we could be more open to really bringing it out and talking about it more and kind of bringing together the groups that do have those conversations mm. with that don't have those conversations um, and just kind of making it something that is a priority to help us as the Black community. Because I think about what Ian said earlier on, and though we might make jokes, like light skin jokes and dark skin jokes, but they're rooted in yes. colorism or yeah. in racism nation and it's rooted in all those things and we make light of things that we should be taking seriously no shade but to say like i think that we all make some type of comment and joke and jovial but um maybe if we probably kind of take out the joking part of it and really be um honest and straightforward and serious about it um maybe that can open up more conversation around yeah that's real uh basic why do you think, wait, bro? You want to? What do you want? You want to pass? Nah, man, I'll go. All right, you want me to ask the question again? You got it. Nah, you. You can't <laughs> 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 We need to take no shots, bro. We forgot the shots, bro. We rusty. I was about to, but I, I, I got to get up early for oh, work tomorrow. We, we just old. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Yes, I got you. Yes, <laughs> what, what? Yes. Just hold. <laughs> My manager bought me a bottle. I, I put it right in the cabin now. <laughs> do it tomorrow. <laughs> no, um, but like Amy was saying, you know, a lot of I, I think we have to we have to be reprogrammed. You know, we were programmed to think negatively negatively about each other. Um okay. And I, I, I think it's something that we kind of have to work on. I, I'm not going to... Did I say that word right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, you fucked it up two oh times. And I was going to oh let you ride, bro. Oh I didn't God. say it. Let it ride. Let it ride. Y'all bringing attention to it. Most of the audience don't know, y'all. Listen, I, I tried to hold it, and Amy started smiling, and I'm like, <laughs> let it, I'm trying to let it ride. Right, you want to try again, bro? You want to try again, bro? No, the, the N-word. <laughs> Not the N-word. Oh, boy. Change the whole city. <laughs> I, was, I was saying, I was like, Something right. <laughs> let, let it go. You put a hard R at the end. I don't know how you did that. How did you like, do that? You know when you say something and you like, I don't think I said that right. But you I'm came you to, came back to it after two sentences. I ain't never seen that. I ain't never seen nobody spell, come back to it like that. Look, you try to spell check it in your head like Another like, letter is it? It's all kind of red lines under this word right here. That's not right. <laughs> Let that eat, bro. The spell check. The spell check. Like, are you trying to spell nature? Like, what? That's <laughs> way too many letters. Right. Negotiation. Oh man! <laughs> no, 
Uh, but like I said, we, we definitely have to be we be reprogrammed um, in general um, and just learn that I think a lot of times we, we use, you know, comedy to kind of I know as us as males, we try to use comedy to kind of get over hurt. Um, we have to realize that these are things that are being detrimental to our community and make sure we're not teaching these things, um, you know, to our children, or our young nieces and nephews to let them know that their black is beautiful um, and that they are black, regardless if they're, quote unquote, lighter than you, darker than you, you know, have a different hair texture, you know, eye color, lip, nose sizes, that these are things that the world loves and, you know, but we don't love about ourselves, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, Ricky, what's up? Um, why do you think we aren't, why do you think people aren't talking about colorism as much? Or do you disagree with the statement? No, I think it's 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 an accurate statement, and um, enough not enough of us care. Too many of us just don't care. They they think that it's um that it's a joke. That you know it's oh it ain't it ain't even that serious, man. Y'all just being sensitive, and it's like no, bro. Like the, the shit is real. It affects us in our lives every day, all the time. Um, I think more of us just need to like you were saying, like you know, take it seriously. It's, it's not a joke <clears throat> because I mean, imagine what that's like to be eight years old and to be getting called like tar baby, you know, or light bulb or highlighter, stuff like that. Like, you know, you think it's all fun and games and stuff and kids are cruel, you know, kids, kids ain't got no filter. They don't give a fuck, you know, so it, that, that sucks, you know, and I'm pretty sure we've all done it. We've all said some, uh, some colorist ass shit, but that doesn't make it good. And we can all learn from that. Like, I'm not going to take shots at, at Ian's skin tone. You know, I'm not going to take shots at Amy's skin tone. Like, why would I do that? That's going to tear them down. You know, that, that does not help us at all. You know? My black is beautiful. Yeah. Sierra, what's up? <laughs> Hold on. Um, before, before Sierra had went, Ricky was saying some new uh, um, Terms I hadn't heard. Light bulb, tarbit. I ain't never heard of light Black bulb. Black people call you this or white people? You ain't never heard of these things, man. No, tar baby for sure. Yeah, I ain't like, heard tar. I'm not right. that dark. You never heard tar baby, Ian? That's nah. good. I will say they consider yourself nice, black, yes. but you yeah, never light, heard that. Light bulb, uh, highlighter, tar baby, African booty scratcher. Highlighter, I've heard African, African booty scratcher. Wait, African booty scratcher is a, a color thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I don't even know yeah. what the fuck that is. <laughs> It like, must be dark. When, when, when you're like when you're considered dark to the point that oh you must be you know African because you're that dark and this and that because you like Which a monkey and you scratch your ass or something. Yeah, I, no, I, I think it's a, a tool like a like a it's black? the color of it. It must be black. I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know. Like I, I've heard it, but I don't know what it means. Like I thought it was just like I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean this shit's fucked up either way. Sorry, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think she I, got started. I think Ian jumped in way early. He did the same way you just did. Um, I try to pass it to you. My bad. Dang, I try to pass you, pass you the ball. You know, the square and let her. Hey, that's right. a tough square. That square was that square bouncing. <laughs> Need a little hand snapping out of it. Them switches, see. <laughs> I would actually disagree with the statement 
but it ties into what everybody else just said. We do talk about it, but it is not in the context of changing the problem. We talk about it only in the sense of advancing the issue. You know, we make jokes about it, which is what everybody mentioned. You know, we play about it. We take shots at each other about it, but we're not having the effective conversation like what the five of us are having to try to move away from the division. Mm. I mean, and I, to be fair, I think that's also because takeaway color, race, gender, socioeconomic status, humans would find <laughs> something to divide ourselves over. Oh, well, she's taller. He's shorter. Her shoulders are wider. I, I, part of that is, is human nature, but that doesn't, as Ricky was saying, doesn't make it right. <laughs> So I do think that we talk about colorism, even okay. those who don't know what the word is, who doesn't know, who don't know the phrase, but we're not having the right kind of conversation to say, like Ian mentioned, my black is beautiful. All mm. black is beautiful. So who cares what skin tone you are, especially because, and this cannot be emphasized enough, we didn't create it. Mm. So why are we continuing to let, continuing to let it hurt us? We didn't make it up. They did. Let them have it. Just take it over there. Okay. okay. We don't need to keep holding on to that. You know, it's the same way we still use the word nigga, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Because, yeah. I mean, we say it, but it's not a good thing, if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah. You know? But it, I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a tough conversation. Right there. <laughs> hey, giving up nigga? Like, damn, ooh. I don't know, but, but, but Sierra raised a good point, and I kind of want to go around the room one more time. I want to hear like a quick possible solution. Like, what, what can you do to fix this? Like, I want to hear from your perspective. What can you do to make, you know, colorism a more seen issue, a louder issue? And, you know, what can you do to fix it? Because we need, like Sierra said, we need, we need solutions. Uh oh, let me start with uh let me start with you basically. Uh, um I would just piggyback on what I said before, like conversations like these, um, because like I said, hearing it from you know, definitely from Ricky's side, you know, you know that these things can be hurtful and you don't need to look at it like, oh bro, you just being sensitive. Like, no, like these these have effects that are negative to Bro, why did you go back there? <laughs> Negatively. <laughs> He needs to go back. Okay. That's right. There you negatively. Go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, negative, <laughs> negatively. I got like a list. <laughs> you might be, bro. Ricky, like leave the, the room. Then leave the chat. I can't It's like them, the Ricky put them little spirits on me that that lady. Oh, wow. <laughs> Spirits, spirits, Asha, Asha. <laughs> like, it's something is in me. Like, love, y'all start with that Lovecraft stuff. It's, it's in my chest. It's in my chest. One of spells on you, bro. Yeah. Lovecraft Country is one of the best black shows, period. Uh, I don't Kelvin know about that, bro. So. I don't know about yes, that, bro. Yes, we'll yes, talk yes, about that is. another time, bro. That's, uh, that's yes. blasphemous. But no, you know, just, just to, to wrap it up, like I said, having conversations like these where everybody can express how they felt, now you feel, and we feel we we find a common ground. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we learn like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. Now it's not gonna mean that I'm not gonna repost something or laugh, but I'm gonna just maybe not laugh as loud. Or maybe not repost. Yeah. 
Did you just undo everything you just said? Right. Right. Like, you were good. You were going so good. And then you said, oh, but I'm not serious. Listen, we have to be... We have to be realistic. Like it's, you know, it's, you know how they got like, you don't jump from being a meat eater to vegan. You, you know, you cut know. off red meat. No, you is it don't go. Everybody can't do that. You got to. Go. I'm cutting out the red meat and then maybe I'm, you know, doing a, you know, less uh, ranch and maybe I'll become pescatarian and Okay. Then go back to chicken. Are you, you know. reading a diagram right now? <laughs> <laughs> like he was reading a diagram, bro. Like, I, I'm real. I'm realistic. I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna ever make a, a light skin, a dark skin joke ever again. I just it's probably gonna happen. Okay. I just won't repost it. And stop acting so negatively. Okay. You forgot the R, Ricky. You forgot it was the R at the end. Oh man, Ricky, what solution? What 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 are you gonna do to the to, to make to change the, the topic of colorism or, or make it more heard? Um, like Ian said, it's it's just the awareness, I think. And just uh like if you see somebody post something, just like I know for me it's just as simple as saying, like, you do realize this isn't good and this makes you look small. You know, and nobody wants to look small. So, I mean, when you bring it to them like that, and as long as this person is open minded enough to actually listen and get past the fact that they want to be funny and they're doing it for the laughs, I think, you know, we can uh, we can get somewhere because I've definitely had people that I was friends with on Facebook who post some really like fucked up shit in terms of colorism. And I just delete them because like, I don't even know you that well to begin with. And, you know. Here you are bringing this bullshit. I don't want this shit around me, mm. you know. So, like, you know, you, you gotta go. Okay, um, Amy, did I already go to you? Solutions, a quick solution. What you got? You got something? I would say a solution because I'm thinking about like, if I'm hearing you correctly, you asked what I could do. But I think that would be similar to one of our last podcasts that we talked about <coughs> about toxic, not toxic, supporting black women. But while I'm in the room and it's happening, addressing mm. any way that I can, especially if there's a relationship there, it's okay to nudge and redirect or nudge and offer <coughs> something different. Um to the peer or to whoever that is. And I feel like that is something that willingly I don't mind doing. Um, okay. Okay. I think, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I got an eight-year-old niece. I'm going to reach out to her and like had a conversation about colorism. I think eight is like, I feel like that's when I kind of start, you know, figuring out race and color. So I just want to, you know, have that conversation with her and uh, she probably going to get some books this Christmas around, you know, they got they got the little children books with colorism is the subject kind of. They don't say colorism, but that's what it's about. Um, so I think I, I get her some of those books and I need to get some for my nephew, man. He like he three. I don't know. I don't know what you can do to, but I feel like they learn it early. You know what I'm saying? Like that light is good. White is good and black is black. Bad. <laughs> So I'm gonna try to figure out something for him that a coloring book I think might work. 
Hey, Kelvin, has she asked you any questions regarding like, uh, oh boy, like race? Yeah. Well, last time with her, she told me, you know, it was like, I don't know, a couple months ago, she was like, uh, you know, white people are just better than us. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So she already got the thoughts, I know. You know what I'm saying? Because if you breaking up by race, you know she's breaking up that by color. So, you know, she the only black girl in her class. And, you know, that she feel like they have more than her. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why I, I made a post about, like, do y'all know any other YouTube stars that's out here that's, like, more diverse or black and just straight up black? Because she, she watched it. I can't remember this girl, but it's this white girl. With this white family and all, about ninety nine percent of their content just all white people, but they be doing fun shit all the time and talking about them rich kids to be like yeah. breaking toys and all this yeah, stuff. Like yeah, yeah, but the mama is yeah. the main one on this one. And they watch them and then she look and see they got all this stuff and they be rapping rap songs and talking about I'm cringy and like, you don't even know what cringy means. She like yeah, but I'm cringy and I'm like okay, and it's like you know that. That re- reinforces all that stuff that oh, white people must be better because black people not doing this and all. I'm like, man. So um, that was a tough com- conversation right there for me. And, you know, even with her mom, I don't think, you know, like totally get the whole picture. So I'm like, OK, when I leave, some other stuff might be reinforced, you know, just because she don't she don't know either. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's just I don't know. That, that just really hurt me when that happened. But. I don't know. Reason, I'm gonna try to talk to him. Up, I think it's up to you right. as a, a content creator. A lot of times we look at, you know, oh, what other YouTube can I find? Like we have to create those avenues yeah. and yeah. those images of positive people of color of all color, you know, so they can see that and they can be examples. Yeah. The, and Kelvin, the, the reason I asked was because uh, maybe a few months ago, my son asked. He asked me this, and he asked my wife this. Uh, why do white people hate black people? Mm-hmm. And like that shit hurts. Yeah. You know, because he's seven. Yeah. And he already understands this. And, and, and these kids, they're smarter than we are. Mm. You know, they're, they're very, very intelligent, you know, and it just, uh, the fact that they're able to realize these things at such a young age, that's where it starts, mm-hmm. you know, and that yeah. can't be where it ends. Mm-hmm. You know, I refuse to have him living in fear thinking that, Oh, um, <clears throat> You know, little Timmy over here hates his guts and wants to to kill him, and he should fear little Timmy. Man, fuck little Timmy. No, don't don't fear him. No, uh, uh-uh. we ain't doing that here. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, yeah. I think when maybe with you saying starting that with your you say your niece. Yeah, my niece. I'm gonna talk to her. At the beginning of this, we all talked about that is the age where we all, in some way, were experiencing that. Um, with my goddaughter. Knowing that she was coming into the world, I said, okay, I need to get the books that have all colors in them so that she identifies them all as beautiful. She needs to know that she's beautiful. Um, being um, her mom is of lighter skin as well, and being a darker skin godmother, it's like, okay, we both are beautiful. Our hair is different, um, but it's still beautiful. The length is different, but it's still beautiful. But having that introduction of not just that you are beautiful but then look at all of us in all of our shades mm-hmm. we all are beautiful too yep. so love everyone too and definitely love yourself <coughs> because it's so important it's because it hit me so hard when I was younger I was like that was my goal to make sure that she understood and knew 
you are beautiful from beginning to end. No matter how old you get, no matter how long your hair is, how curly, whatever it is. And she loves everything about her. She can even tell me that I'm dark and that she's light and then that we're beautiful. Yeah. That's it. So I'm like, that's gone. That's it. That's it right there. Um, man, this is this is real. This was a real good episode, man. I really appreciate everybody joining. Um, matter of fact, can y'all uh, shout out your socials if you want, and um, any uh any uh new projects or anything y'all got working on? Uh, let me start with the guest, uh, Ricky. What's up? Um, you can find me at Ricky Havoc, R I C K Y underscore H A V O K, as well as um Iron Yogi, uh, O six. I R O N underscore Y O G I O six. Um, yeah, I draw shit. I do yoga and I tattoo people. And you got a new studio. Yes, I do. Let me see. Let me see. I'll go support. Um, Sierra, you got anything you want to shout out? Um, I don't much use my personal Instagram page, but you can find me at obsessive travel planner spelled all the, the way that those words are defined in the dictionary. So it's spelled. <laughs> I'm not going to spell all that out. <laughs> nah, <laughs> keep that same energy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sierra. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Amy, shout out to your, shout out to your teams, your social teams. Refined Vision underscore. Just as they're spelled. In the there it is. Refined Vision. Mm-hmm. Refined Vision. Refined with a D. Vision. There it is. There it is. Uh, Basic Logic, what's up, man? Give, give the people a last word, too. We know how to find you, bro. Love life, live life. How did he fuck that up? That's good, bro. Like, love life, live life. <laughs> hey, man, uh, appreciate y'all joining. Um, um, you know where to find us, Words KB uh, uh, podcast on Instagram. Facebook group is popping, man. Like I said, inspiration from this came from that page, man. So y'all make sure y'all join the Instagram group, Words With KB Podcast, The Usual Suspects. Uh, So hopefully we'll see y'all on here next time, um, season three. You listen to season three right now. So uh, y'all rock with us, man. Peace. All right, y'all. That's another episode. Um, Again, all of our episodes are sponsored by Happy Accidents Media. So make sure you go check out the website. Fuck with us on Instagram and all that. Um, we'll be back uh, next week with another episode. So appreciate y'all tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next time.
real shit they be touching